They returned every day at the same time to the same place. A project in the context of www.liaux.org A podcast by Martin Spagberg Episode 25 Why? But why? But why is it today more important than ever to dance? We just have to be careful with why. Please stop dancing as a means to something, especially in political manifestations. Or just go on, I mean doing it, but don't think about it as a dance, but as a tool, whatever tool. Somebody has said that our problem today is that the enemy and the sponsor of the uprising is one and the same. Meaning that capitalism is at both ends and enjoying it. Somebody else has said that our problem, the same problem, is that since capitalism has co-opted language, there is no option to discuss our way out of it. It will just be a more or less nice version. Another somebody else has proposed that capitalism furthermore has conquered imagination. And that imagination today is through and through capitalist. Even your weirdest fantasies are soaked in capitalism. Your wildest dreams, even the ones shamefully hippie, utopian or global communism are fundamentally capitalist. Thinking, reflecting, chilling, zoning out, dreaming, observing and so on are all capitalist practices. In short, Every reality is a capitalist reality. But what if we can't discuss our way out of capitalism? If we can't think of another kind of reality? If we can't imagine a different in-kind world? What can we do when we live in what Franco Bifo Berardi has named semi-capitalism? Well, we have to turn away from forms of practice that are held together by systems of cognition, reason, consistency or probability. One option is to devote attention to forms of accident, slippage, in-between spaces, lag, interference, or as uh, Legacy Russell recently proposed to, especially in digital environments, value the glitch. Exactly any kind of stutter, bug, sneeze or hiccup showing up on the internet. Or perhaps, which might be synonymous, like the Dutch architect Rem Kolas, give attention to what he called junk space, 
spaces that's been left for useless between branded, defined and valued spaces. A point can be made that space as well as mapping always is normative or at least defined by normative forces in society, which proposes that also alternative spaces or spaces inhabited by minorities, women, HTBQ plus individuals and communities always are authorized or given permission to exist and flourish by dominant discourses in society. Hence, both glitch and junk space opens for different possibilities of conditioning life, as they are spaces that to dominant discourses are worthless, hyper-temporary, or crystallized in ways that withdraw from semiotic consistencies compatible with capitalist forms of value. Those spaces that obviously can be digital, emotional, empathic or affective, as well as physical, can however not be produced or established through determination. They cannot be rational or community-based. They can further not carry a voice or resistant, resistance to dominant power structures, because at any such moment they form dependencies of norm dominant discourse and fully recognizable symmetric systems as well as value. These are spaces that have no power, that cannot accumulate power, and it is precisely in and through their lack of accumulated power that they can carry the potentiality of being contingently powerful. Let's not forget the important difference between powerful and having power. They are not opposite, but to be powerful does not equal the desire for the accumulation of power, which always means to carry weight. On the contrary, powerful can often propose a willingness to take or engage in risk to be willing to sacrifice accumulated power in favor of action or change. Spaces of this kind open for an interesting relation to autonomy, which conventionally is conceptualized as a discrete or self-determined body or space, although always distinct in respect of something an entity, territory or power. Autonomy in this sense is closing out, bordering off or simply rejecting and hence become reactive and homogenizing. Fencing off and demanding autonomy is then created in respect of the understanding of being connected in competition or said otherwise, this kind of autonomy is generated through a capitalist notion of property and consequently autonomy in this way is formulated in regard of privacy. Glitch, junk space and similar conceptualization of space reverberates of a different kind of autonomy. 
which are forms that don't define themselves through taking distance or closing out, which is practices that become operational only through accumulation of energy and power. Instead, these forms of, of autonomy, because they are considered useless without value, can generate autonomy without barriers, without forms of prohibition. But instead, or on the contrary, it is forms of autonomy that are unconditionally open, that knows no boundaries and therefore poses no regulations or homogenizing effects onto its inhabitants. Its momentum is therefore active, poetic, and is not public in a binary relationship to privacy, but is public in themselves, indexically public, or I could say public in the sense of sovereignty, or of being sovereign. Dance can, but is not given to be organized into forms resembling semiotics. Dance therefore, one can say, carries the possibility towards affective modes of transfer, which is forms of exchange that are not knowledge-based and yet takes place. We are not here speaking about emotion or feelings, which also are knowledge-based, but transfer that is yet to be named, that emerge through physical proximity, intimacy, energetic engagement, voice, somatics, breathing, bowel movements, meditation, trans practices, glossolalia, uncontrollable movements, and so on. That is to say, embodied terrains that are neither semiotic nor cognitive, neither consisting of communication nor concerned with imagination, but they are instead corporeal engagements that slip out of the deadlock of capitalism in favor of contingent other kinds of existence, being and imagining. This is why we need to dance. They returned every day at the same time to the same place. A podcast by Martin Spogenberg presented in collaboration with www.liaux.org. Curated and initiated by Francesca Verga. Special thanks to Emilou Rosling and Sidney Barnes. The project is supported by the Swedish Art Council and Fond d'Arstel de Kunst.